Hello, and good morning to you. I'm Bruce. And I'm Mike. And we're with Tech Connect. And Tech Connect is very important to you, and you may not realize that now, but after you're listening to a series of our podcasts about the kinds of technologies that are available to you every day, whether it be for entertainment, education, employment, or just information and research. All these things will come together in our conversations with you so that you appreciate how much more these devices can add to your life. And we're baby boomers, just like you. Basically, this is baby boomers talking to baby boomers about the new technology. So sit back, relax, and listen. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Bruce. And I'm Michael. And we're here again back today to talk to you about communications. And when we're talking about communications, we're generally talking about having your computer or your laptop, your tablet, your phone, giving it the ability to communicate with the internet. And we all know on the internet, you can look up things, you can go to Amazon, you can go to Google, and that's where you spend your time when you want to do research or just uh, do social media. But it's all on the internet, and you have to have a way to get to it, and that's through the communication uh, protocols. And the reason why we decided to have this conversation today is because some of you are kind of still struggling with or not sure as to the distinction amongst the various technologies that support wireless communications. Uh, they all have their features and benefits, but they also have limitations that we'll talk about as well today. One of the first things, I guess, that we all use uh, is a Wi-Fi network. And Wi-Fi networks are basically networks in your location, usually in your house, where your devices in your house, like your uh, Amazon Echo or your, your phone or your tablet, can communicate with other devices that are in your house over a wireless network. That means you don't have to plug the things into each other. They just communicate with each other inside your location. Then that device can also go over a cable, which is usually provided by Comcast or Verizon. It goes from your device to a modem or router, and that modem or router sends the signal over the cable. It actually goes over the cable, which is the same cable that is used to give you your TV. And that signal goes over the cable and it goes to the internet from there. There are other type of uh, communication protocols like the data cellular plans. And those are what you use when you're away from your home or your private network where you might have a uh, password to get in, which is what we're talking about with the Wi-Fi. And as Bruce just said, he just mentioned the key word being a password. Uh, that secures your Wi-Fi communications. 
A lot of times when folks set up a network in their home, they fail to set up a password as part of security. If you have not done so, you need to do that because people can actually drive up in front of your house and piggyback off your network, unbeknownst to you. And if you're not careful, it can really exploit how much data is being used on your data plan through your Wi-Fi services. But more importantly, we want to make sure that you clearly understand the strengths and weaknesses of each one of these technologies. Now, here again, as Bruce said about the Wi-Fi communications, it's kind of local. It's either in your home or it could be in your place of business. But it only is going to address those devices on that network at that time. And devices usually are always turned on so that they can communicate with each other very freely without you having to do anything else but just connect to it. And that's it. Now, Bruce is going to talk more, a little bit more about the data cellular plans as well as Bluetooth. Now, getting back to the Wi-Fi, if you want to use Wi-Fi outside of your home, you usually will connect to what's called a public network. And you usually find those at hotels and coffee shops like Starbucks and McDonald's and what have you. And they are Wi-Fi communications as well. And they're called hotspots. And you can also have a personal hotspot, and we'll talk about that later. But those hotspots have to be very careful with those because they're not as secured as they need to be. Because if you don't have the right kind of security or encryption on your device, someone can actually see the activity on your device as you're using it at a public hotspot. So just be aware that they're readily available. Unfortunately, a lot of folks don't have any choice but to use a public hotspot because they don't have Wi-Fi at home, but you have to be very conscious about the security. And the, and the public Wi-Fi systems, the hotspots, are the same as what is in your home if you buy a, a modem and a router and use Comcast or Verizon to use the cable. In other words... McDonald's would actually have a modem or router in the McDonald's mm -hmm. that connects to Verizon or Comcast over a cable, and you are piggybacking off their Wi-Fi in their location. The data cellular plans are a little different. They are not going over a cable, but they go over your 4G, 3G, 5G, Systems, In other words, the system that you use your cell phone, it's called a cell phone, to talk to people with. They have you go by the towers. You'll see the towers with the, the large uh, disc on them. Those are bouncing signals around so that you can make a phone call on your smartphone or your cell phone and talk to someone. Well, that same system also is used to go to the Internet, and that's called your data cellular plans. We all buy them from uh, Sprint or whoever you're buying your system with, AT&T. But you get a data cellular plan, and that allows you also to go to the Internet over the different protocols. And the protocols now, there's 2G, 3G, 4G, and the new protocol, which is 5G, is the fastest, and it's going to be the probably the system that survives the next 5 or 10 years.
And the key thing about 5G is that is the new evolution of data cellular plans. There's gonna, I, there are a lot of rumors going around about 5G. And when you hear all of the weird stories, like it being responsible for COVID-19, it's not true. All right? The things you hear about the airports and 5G, it's not going to compromise the airplane at all. All they did was reduce the bandwidth of the signal near the airports so it will not affect the alternatives of airplanes. Right. That's all that is. So you might see some degradation of service around airports, but other than that, though, it will look fine if it has a clear sight, line of sight to a tower near you, whether you're in downtown or anywhere where the 5G towers are now being deployed across the country. And when you're talking about the towers, they actually have to change some of the uh, machinery or equipment. or equipment that's on the tower so that you can get the 5G signal. And that's the part, that's the problem at the airports, and they, they're addressing that because the, the, they're saying that the 5G signal and those towers that they use for 5G are affecting the altimeters on the airplane, so they might get mixed up as to how close they are to the ground at the time they're trying to land or take off. So that's being dealt with. But the other rumors that you hear about 5G that is going to cause you to get sick or... Like Mike said, they were talking about that was the cause for COVID, et cetera. No, it's, that's not, they don't have any kind of research that says that that is the case. It's a signal, a radio type signal that's being shot around through the air and bounced off the towers that uh, you see when you're riding down the highway. The uh, data cellular plans, however, because 5G is the latest protocol or the, the, the system that they're putting into effect now, they are going to be turning off some of the old systems. So if you have an old phone, especially a flip phone, especially a flip phone that was using the 2G signal or a 3G signal, you have a limited lifetime for those signals. In other words, they're going to be turning those off and replacing that with either 4G or 5G. And the fact of the matter is, some of you have less time than you think. For example, if you are a customer of AT&T and your data plan takes advantage of 3G, well, effective February 22 of this year, they're going to sunset that technology. If you are a T-Mobile Sprint customer with 3G service, they will terminate that service March 22nd. Of this year. Of this year, right. Uh, Sprint, 4G, not 3G, but we're talking about 4G now for Sprint. They will terminate their service as of June 30th. And Verizon will terminate its 3G service on December 31st of this year. Now, depending upon how current your devices, and this is an argument for why you have to make sure that you tend to switch out your devices every three to five years, is because at some point, it simply will not be compatible for a multitude of reasons. But this communications change out is a key reason why you need to consider updating your technologies, because it simply will not be able to communicate with the data plans, or Wi-Fi for that matter of fact. 
well, Wi-Fi you might still be able to use in your home. Well, that's true. Or in a hot spot. Right. Because that is a different it's signal different, right. than the cellular data plant. But that phone will be useless when you're outside in your car and you're trying to go on the internet to hit a FaceTime or a, to make a uh, to go to Facebook or or TikTok or one of those other uh, services, social media services. You won't be able to do that with your phone after uh, they sunset the two G, three G, four G. Uh, and sunset is just another way of saying they're turning it off. That's when the sun goes down. Yeah, right. They're turning that system off. And therefore, if you don't have a newer phone, uh, especially now, a phone that's on fi- that has 5G capability, capability then you will not be able to go to the Internet uh, free of any type of uh, Wi-Fi area. You won't be able to go to the internet, like I said, if you're in your car and you're driving down the road and you want to use your phone to go to the internet, you won't be able to do that. But if you go home or you go to a McDonald's or a Starbucks, you will still be able to use their Wi-Fi. Their Wi-Fi. And if you are stuck with the Wi-Fi at those public hotspots, if you use an app called, uh, is it called WhatsApp? Yeah, WhatsApp, right. You can make a phone call over the Wi-Fi signal if you are already a customer of, of WhatsApp. Right. So, uh, but now, to bring up to, sp- up to speed, a lot of households in, in our country have a benefit program uh, for discounted wireless communication services. Uh, some of you may have a program that you're under. It's called the Emergency Broadband Benefit. Well, that particular program is going to come to the end on March 31st. Now, at the end of March 31st, you have the opportunity to go into another program called the Affordable Connectivity Program. And here again, it's for eligible households, households that are involved with Medicare, Medicaid, or SNAP, a food stamps program, or SSI, or WIC, Women and Infants and Children's. So it's very important that you keep track of what's going on with those programs. Uh, some of you may have actually have gotten the free tablet or a free phone under these programs. Well, you need to get in contact with your carrier to find out how you can continue to take advantage of these discounted wireless communication programs. If you don't take care of it in advance, you will be switched off. You're not going to automatically be enrolled from the EBB program to the ACP program. Once again, that's the Emergency Broadband Benefit changing out to the Affordable Connectivity Program. Now, this program was offered during the outcome of the pandemic. They wanted to make sure that households had access to the internet because of all the virtual training and work from home opportunities. And they wanted to make sure that some households that were kind of locked out of that way of communicating, they now could join in to the digital world. But be mindful, it is your responsibility to make sure you update your program so you can stay connected. And it would make sense also to update your device uh, like I said, if your device has to be capable of dealing with the 5G networks and you might want to think in terms of updating your device if you haven't done so in a few years. Now, full disclosure, Bruce will tell you, I'm not the one that gets the latest and the greatest. And I might start <laughs> checking. <laughs> if it works, it's good enough for me. But I think that with this transition, I have to change my mindset <laughs> 
Spend a couple of bucks and step my game up a little bit. And full disclosure, I am the one that will try to get the latest and the greatest, or somewhere about. Uh, no, no, please. <laughs> no, 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 don't say that. No, I will get the new device. There you I, go. I Tell like to truth. upgrade my devices. That's true. Uh, but, uh, you know, like I said, it they're, they're kind of forcing you into it now because they, they want to turn off 2G and 3G. And once they turn off 4G, it's really... It's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. You're going to have to have a phone or a tablet that will connect to a 5G system. And that might require that you get a new device or a newer device or buy someone else's you device. Some money. You got to spend right. some money. Now, I might... I might sell you my old 5G device when I get the newest device. I mean, you know, I, I do things like that. <laughs> I, I, I will take you up on that, Bruce. <laughs> okay. But uh, like I said, you have to keep up with the systems uh, because you, be, you, you become dependent. dependent on being able to get to the Internet. Some of us become dependent on using uh, Instagram and TikTok and Facebook and other uh, services, uh, social media type services, and you're going to be locked out of them if you don't think in terms of upgrading your equipment. And if you have not observed what's happening in your communities today, the need for these technologies and here again having some of the latest devices is that we're impacted by what's not available to us anymore. For example, telehealth or telemedicine. More and more of you will be required to communicate with your healthcare provider through a, a telephone call, but a video telephone call. What's well, going to take advantage of these communications? A lot of retail branches for banks are being closed. They're taking out the tellers, and all you have are ATM machines. So if you're not taking advantage of banking phone services over the internet, you're going to have a problem because all of these services are being curtailed in favor of using these technologies. So you're going to have to step into the 21st century, the digital world, fighting and kicking all the way, but this is the way it's going. You really don't have a choice. And I, I remember, I mean, it all, it's always that way. I remember when I was in college in 1970-something. Oh, the olden days. The olden days. We talked about the 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 Mac machines, oh. the automatic teller machines, uh and they bought them out, and they found out that people would not use them. I forgot what they just called them, automatic teller machines. Well, Drive Bank, they called them George. George right. Remember George? Well, they found, after research, they found that if they gave them names, like George mm -hmm. or Matt, people were more likely to use them. Well, most of us now use automatic teller machines without thinking about it. Take it for granted. We take it for granted. But at one time, people were reluctant to use them. They wanted to have the experience when they went in the bank of talking to someone, et cetera, et cetera. Now, you go use an automatic teller machine, you get your money, and you're on your way. Well, it's the same with the technology now. You have to try to allow yourself to be comfortable with it because you're locking yourself out of a whole world, a whole spectrum of activities that you could be involved in, but you're not keeping up with the technology. So just try to get comfortable with the new technology in a way that uh, you can use it to your benefit. 
And that's one of the things that Tech Connect is here to help you with. And as Bruce said, you're going to have to join this party fighting and kicking all the way because you don't have an option. This is not negotiable. This is a fact. This is your new norm. This is your new reality. You have to step into it gracefully and we will help you do that. But unfortunately, we will not have the opportunity to help you look back and try to hold on to things that you used to do before. <laughs> it's here. It's going to stay. And as always with technology, it will continue to progress. So, Bruce, I mean, in summation, is there anything else you want to make a, a point of? Uh, no. Uh, I, th I think the, the next time we get back together, we'll talk again about another type of communication, which is the Bluetooth. Because we have now have all types of personal, uh, personal equipment like uh, wearables, mm -hmm. like watches and and, and Fitbits, Fitbits and, and other devices that work over the Bluetooth system. And we'll talk about that in the next session. So until we meet again, I'm Michael and I'm Bruce, and this is Tech Connect, and we'll talk to you again later. Go. Okay, folks. Another piece of information that we failed to tell you earlier is our contact information. You can reach Tech Connect, that's T-E-C-H-C-O-N-E-C-T, -E Tech Connect, and you can reach us by phone at 484-918-0158. Once again, that's 484-918-0158, or by email. And the email address is techconnect720 at gmail.com. That's T-E-C-H-C-O-N-E-C-T 720 at gmail.com. So we invite you to get in contact with us and uh, so we can assist you with what your needs are. And thank you.